Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Tiffany O'Donnell, the CEO of Women Lead Change. On today's episode, I talked to my dear friend, Marcy Roundtree, who's an accomplished public speaker and entrepreneur. She's the second African-American woman to serve on the Cedar Rapids School Board. In 2017, she founded Soul Coaching Strategically, Optimistically, Unapologetically Liberated to live your best life, Soul Coaching. Thank you so much for making time for us because... Um, you are one of the busiest people I know with a variety, <laughs> whether it's public service, whether it's running a small business, uh, you're so involved, uh, in your, in your church with your husband, who's a pastor. I got to ask you first, how do you, how do you do it all? <laughs> Thank you for having me. And you know what? I honestly ask myself that. <laughs> when I do my self check-ins, like, are you present in all the areas and are you feeling overwhelmed? And when I do my self check, I really ask myself, how am I able to do it all? And um, how do you do that? Because I think we all could learn from that. You got to just sit down. You know, when I'm coaching a lot, I talk about sitting down in a quiet space, find a corner and sit in it. And ask yourself some very needful questions. So doing the self-check-ins, it's like doing your own therapy. And it's the best thing ever because all of a sudden you feel like your own best friend. So you sit down. I always say find a corner, sit down, and ask yourself some really necessary questions. And that is one of the questions I ask, like, how are you doing? How are you really doing? Like, this is nobody but here in this corner but you and God. So you can like, be real, real honest about how you're feeling and how are you doing? And so that's what a self-check-in looks like. You have to be intentional about the questions that you're asking yourself so that you can, you know, check in because when you are busy and you have so many things um, and you play so many roles and you are so many roles, you have to do a self-check-in. It's so important. What happens in those moments when, you know, the check-in isn't so great when you answer yourself and it's like, oh my gosh, it's out of control. Yeah. So another thing I really practice and really talk about is uh, strategy, being strategic and being intentional. So if I do myself check-in and I'm realizing that I am feeling overwhelmed and I'm not showing up in the roles uh, that I play every single day, then you have to pivot. Often when you do these corner self-check-ins, take you a pen and paper with you because you need to write some notes. You need to pivot and rearrange some things and agree on a strategy to get them done, but to balance everything. Um, and so strategy and being intentional is super, super important. It has to happen. How have you evolved I mean, you're, you're involved in so many things, you know, have you always been involved in this variety of activities? Give us a little bit of history about Marcy Roundtree. Well, it just depends on the season of my life that I'm in, honestly. So when I was raising children, yes, because I have three children so close in age. My first two are 10 months apart. They were born in the same year. And then my baby was born like a year and a half after my middle child. So I, I had no choice to be involved, but I always say that God prepares us for the people that we are to be, right? I am the oldest of 
11 and a possible. So I have always had to multitask and manage and come up with strategies <laughs> because I was the oldest of so many children. <laughs> so you have to have order and structure when there's so many kids in one house. Um, so I think that that has always been a part of who I am. You're the one who taught me that language um, season because to me, you know, seasons have beginnings and ends. And I always found such hope when we would, when we would speak, I should, for full disclosure, Marcy and I both went through a shared experience that neither one of them had gone through. We both decided to run for public office, Marcy school board and me for mayor. And we were both, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Marcy, but kind of fish out of water and um, navigating our way through what were some really personal, difficult, challenging, exciting, all of those things, times. When you called it a season though, it it reminded me that there will there's a beginning, there's a middle and there's an end. Absolutely. To, and I just felt that that was such a gift when you shared that with me. One of the seasons I'll say that I got to know Marcy and it relates to, to what you just spoke about. Uh, mm -hmm. Marcy, children at the same high school. And, you know, I, I just want to say 50% like free and reduced lunch one of the most diverse, if not the most diverse communities, you know, um, high schools in our, in our area. And you were just a beacon of light to the most underserved. And I just, I've always been so humbled by your quiet effort to help others. What prompted you to do that? And, and honestly, I know the things that you, you see and that you saw, um, you know, had to be, had to be hard on you. And, you know, just tell us a little bit about why and how you helped so many. Honestly, it's my heart. It's my heart. And it's not just because I'm a good person. I have been through so much struggle in my life. I have had to fight through some very hard things. I have been through not having anything. When people tell stories about um, growing up with nothing, we had our struggles. There were times when we had a whole lot and there were times when we had nothing. And even earlier on in my marriage, I've been married for 22 years since November. Um, I, I experienced hard times and I remember how people treated me um, or us during those times. And I made maybe a conscious, maybe an unconscious decision that I was going to make sure that anybody that ever needed anything that I would make sure that they would keep their dignity, but I would not overlook them. When things got better for me, where I could do for myself or where you know I didn't have to worry about gas money to put in my car or shoes to put on my kids' feet, that I would never forget what that felt like for me. Um, and I never wanted people, if I could do it, I never wanted people to feel that way. And if there was absolutely anything I could do to help people keep their dignity, while helping, I was determined to do that. So because I'm sensitive to that, um, I will fight like a lion to make sure that people have what they need and that their dignity is intact. Not broadcasting what I've done or making them feel less than, no, 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 no. Because it is my strong belief that everybody has purpose in the earth. That's why God allowed them to be born. And so, so many people are so looked over, so many valuable 
wonderful people. And we miss out on that because they may not be in our same economic status. They may not be in our group of friends. They may not be, or even look like people that you would even talk to, but there's so much value in people and their struggle does not define them. And so I'm so passionate about that. My husband and I, as you mentioned earlier, we pastor a church. I'm his co-pastor. He's the senior pastor, um, which means I just help him. (laughs) I help him carry out the vision that God has given him. And a big part of our ministry is outreach. And a lot of the people we help are not just poverty level or below poverty level people or families. They are middle-class people who, who make too much for government assistance, but don't make enough to sometimes make ends meet. I see those people. I see, I've always said since I was a young girl that I can dine with the president and you wouldn't know that I was broke. Um, but I also can offer and hold a conversation with a homeless person that is just going through a hard time and I can bring hope to that, you know? And so that is my passion and that comes easy. So when I was working at the high school, my antennas would pick up on kids and staff and people that may have been going through a hard time and may not have even said nothing. But because that's my passion, I can pick it out. And I know what that looks like. And I'll go after that to help and to make sure that your dignity stays intact. And I'm passionate about that. You know, and I can't imagine all the stories that you have. Um, Can you think of any that could really tell the story of, you know, what happens when someone like you sees a child maybe for the first time? Yes, there are so many stories and I'm trying to pick one out to share with you. One thing that is super, super important is building relationship where people can know that you are approachable and that you are a safe place. Um, So there were many times that kids would come or even people, period, staff as well, would come because they knew that I was a safe place and I was going to get them help and keep their dignity intact. But one thing in particular, a kid came to my office, didn't want to go home. There was no heat, um, didn't have a mattress in his room and there was lack of food. And so when he come in my office, I was able to communicate with the parent in such a way where they knew that it was a safe place and that I was not here to report anything or judge them in any kind of negative way, but that I was there and available to help. This kid ended up playing sports at the school and did a phenomenal job. It is amazing. Um, And I I think it's, it's such helpful context for all of us, Marcy, because I just think sometimes those of us who are so blessed, it's hard to imagine the challenges, you know, that young people face. And uh, I was always so grateful knowing you were there working quietly. Uh, And now, you know, you've taken that to another level and are, you know, on the school board. By the way, again, Marcy was successful in her campaign to join um, the school board. So now she's helping out, helping out on on a much grander scale. I know you also coach and, and I've, I've been on the winning end of that. As I said, you and I would have, have conversations about, you know, about um, all kinds of things. You know, what would your advice be to, especially women? I think about women 
um, maybe especially underserved women out there who may feel that as adults, we're not seen um, or may feel stuck, you know, and hear someone like you and say, how do I get to that place? You know, how would you coach those listeners? Repetition and strategy is going to be extremely important. Three things, repetition, strategy, and believing in yourself. A lot of times what stop us is not believing in ourselves. The conversations we're having about ourselves, whether they're conscious or unconscious, is killing our dreams, our ability to feel that we are capable of coming out of dead zones. I talk about dead zones a lot. Um, you have got to change the way you view yourself. You got to get out of your head. You have to stop thinking bad and speaking bad about who you are. Value what you bring to the earth and the people around you. And how you do that, repetition and strategy. Uh, one exercise I give my coaching clients is go in the mirror each morning as you are washing your face. You got to speak to yourself. You got to speak to yourself. You have to affirm yourself. And it is that's where the repetition comes in. You repeat this every single day until it becomes your truth. And there's times that as you begin this journey of working on your inner self, because when you work on your inner self, you're building strength. And then you, you present yourself to the world as a different person when you believe in yourself and you're being intentional about believing in yourself. So as you're in the mirror in the morning, you're washing your face. You're saying good morning to yourself. I do it all the time and I crack myself up. Good morning, Mrs. Roundtree. We're getting ready to have a good day, you know, and you have to talk to yourself. It's really all about how you start your day, how you get throughout your day and how you finish your day. You have to keep believing in yourself. Starting from scratch, it looks just like what I said. Start with the mirror in the morning and you say those things to yourself that you need to hear. What is it that you need to hear? There's some days that you might need to hear, I love you. There's some days you might need to hear, you're doing a great job. What is it that you need to hear? That's what I tell my coaching clients. What is it that you need to hear? Say it to yourself in case nobody ever says it. And that is how you begin to build yourself up so that you can present yourself to the world. You've shared with me too, and I thought this was really important you know, remind yourself of where you've been and how far you've come. That is so important. And I believe that you should have 12 journals, one for each month of the year. And it's so important so that you can look back and you can actually see your growth and remind yourself. That is, that's another way of giving yourself that pep talk. Remind yourself of how far you've come because we beat ourselves up so bad. We, you know, but we are accomplishing more more than we realize. So that is why that is absolutely so important. Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and traditional programs to people from all walks of life. Their forward-thinking, future-focused approach puts you on the path toward success. Mount Mercy University, the future is female. Their past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu. 
switching gears another a little bit here too. One of the things we talk about a lot at Women Lead Change, and we look at the world through a gender lens. This uh, really crosses all you know differences in all of us in the importance of having allies. And I have benefited from your willingness to be an ally for me in in understanding um, you know different cultures, your culture, asking you you were allowing me to ask difficult questions, and and you had some difficult answers too. You know how important is it for for us to have allies, and how can we be better allies for each other, especially for those who have had different lived experiences. Allies are extended friendships, sometimes extended family. And what it simply means is that I care about your existence in the earth. I care about your culture, who you are, and I want to partner with you to learn more and celebrate you and uh, cultivate a friendship that is lasting and not just from the outside, but that we can embrace one another and walk life out together. And if there are doors that you can't walk through because of the differences, then I will be that that person, you know, that extended family, that friend to open that door so that we both can walk in and get work done. And allyship is so super important because the world that we live in, it's very divided because of uh, the color of our skin and our cultures and our differences. And so when you are able to partner with an ally who says, you know what, I see you and you matter. And our differences can complement each other and we can make a difference in our communities and in our world. Um, And you know, true allyship invites one another into each other's worlds. It's important to not hide the allyship, but boldly embrace it and make a difference in your community and in the world. It takes grace and I have so benefited from your grace, Marcy. I'd love to hear about your plans for the next season. I know you're in one right now. You're in a really important one right now. They're all important. Where could we expect to see you in five or 10 years? But one of the things that is really important is family values. And I feel like that has something that has been a lost language among communities and cities in the world, right? Um, I really really want to encourage families to restore family values. That is something that is really, really big on my heart right now, among so many other things. But that is really something that I'm really, really focused on um, right now. And and really getting women um, to understand the importance of their existence, no matter what color they are, um, and to really embrace where they are and to embrace growth at at any age. There is, I don't care if you're 68 years old, it is not too late. And I want to empower people um, and encourage people to come out of their dead zones and live beyond all the negativity that they carry every single day and know that they still can make a difference and really uh, thrive rise and roar. That is just like, I'm, I'm determined to do that for sure. Thrive, rise and roar. That's your next mm-hmm. t-shirt. My friend. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is you in a nutshell. I, and I, I love what you said about community because you and I have had this conversation 
um, you know, specifically around our young people, how we can best support them. You know, family looks different in so many ways. And, you know, I know you and I have talked about community can be family and actually must be family, you know, for um, for those who might not have the traditional setup, you know, community. And that's the hard work. I mean, that is hard work. Community is super, super important. People need to feel supported. They need to feel nurtured. They need to feel like they matter. And I want people to know that you absolutely do. I always ask this question, what do you have in your hand? We look at big pictures and then we feel like they're unattainable, that we can't reach that goal because it's too big and we don't have the resources and we don't have the manpower. And I'm saying, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? Because whatever is already in your hand, we can use that to build on. It may not be the big picture in a short amount of time. And then maybe it could be. Let's use what's in your hand. Let's connect that with what's in the next person's hand. And let's build this community that that is thriving and resourceful and growing in great ways. All your experience, you know, I, I've no doubt that those opinions come from just your your lived experiences and understanding that it's on all of us. It's on all of us to help everybody. Um, it is the Own It podcast. So we always ask our guests, what is it about you that you may or may not have always thought was a gift? Uh, it turns out to be a gift. You know, what is that thing about you and how do you own it? I think tenacity. I think my tenacity. And I didn't always view it as a gift because sometimes it makes people very uncomfortable. There are stories and life experiences that fuel my tenacity and where other people would just quit and just say, walk away from that, leave that alone. Um, My tenacity kicks in and my passion makes up my tenacity gets it done. My tenacity and my faith in God is going to take it beyond what I could ever dream. And that's why I won't give up on it. So I didn't always think it was a gift because it makes people uncomfortable. But it is. But it is a gift. It absolutely is. Marcy, thank you for all you do. Thank you. Of course, Marcy is a dear friend of mine. It's born out of an incredible respect for the work that she does. She's so passionate and puts her heart into everything she does. Cedar Rapids is a lucky place to have her. Don't miss out on conferences coming up this October. See Tamara Mowry-Housley in the Quad Cities on October 6th and Clea Scherer and Joanna Teplin, also known as the Home Edit Gals, at the Central Iowa Conference. That's on October 25th and 26th. Tickets, of course, are on sale at wlcglobal.org. The Women Lead Change store is open 24-7. Come see us at wlcstore.myshopify.com. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that. More resources and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.